You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast. Just reading the Bible like it makes a difference. The Bible really can make a difference in your life. If you want it, I guess that is. I mean, if you don't want to experience a difference in the way your life has been going, if you want to continue just trying to do things in your own wisdom, in your own way, without any accountability, without any challenge to grow, then I guess don't read the Bible. But if you want to live with purpose, if you want that accountability to keep you from going off in directions that you shouldn't be going, then maybe we should read the Bible. And I hope that our time together is a fulfilling one for you, kind of an enriching one. Maybe see the Bible or hear the Bible a little bit differently through our time together. That would be awesome. Thanks for spending the time with me here. We are in the book of Job, which is, I'll admit, not always a feel-good book. It's uh, it's kind of depressing because obviously Job's circumstances are kind of depressing. Uh, and the way it's written, it's like we talked about in the first episode of, of this book, it's it's poetry. So it's, it's a little bit more, I don't know, flowery. It's kind of uh, not exactly worded the way that we would talk or describe things. Um, And it can be a little bit hard to get through sometimes. And that's okay. I feel like there's some times in the Bible that we just need to wrestle with the reality of what it's talking about. And this is one of those books. Because that's the point. The wrestling with the reality is the whole point of this book. And uh, maybe you've related to Job in some way. Hopefully not. Hopefully, certainly not to the degree uh, he is experiencing life. But maybe you, you relate to Job in some way. But think about this. When we read the Bible, it's tempting to, and kind of easy for us to kind of put ourselves in the place of the hero of the story, right? The Job in this case, like the righteous one. And we feel like our heart is pure like theirs, or we're the victims like they are, or we would do the right thing like they do. And and then we finish reading the Bible or listening to the Bible, and we congratulate ourselves for doing a good job, right? But we need to be willing to open up the Bible and open ourselves up to the possibility that we have more in common with the negative voices in the stories that we read than we would maybe like to admit. In this case, Job's friends, they're not bad guys, really. They're friends, and they mean well. And so are we sometimes, right? And so as we read today's chapters, here's a challenge for you. Just try to consider putting yourself in the shoes of Job's friend Zophar here, as he speaks in the middle of this section. And see if some of the things he says, although it's poetic, right, aren't very similar to the things that you've said to people as they've told you about their struggles. Just consider this practice for reading other parts of the Bible this way. 
The Good Samaritan, The Parable of the Four Soils. Hmm. Well, let's read Job chapters 10 through 12. My soul is weary of my life. I will give free course to my complaint. I'll speak in the bitterness of my soul. I'll tell God, don't condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. Is it good to you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands and smile on the counsel of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh or do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of mortals or your years as man's years that you inquire after my iniquity and search after my sin? Although you know that I'm not wicked, there is no one who can deliver out of your hand. Your hands have framed me and fashioned me altogether, yet you destroy me. Remember, I beg you that you have fashioned me as clay. Will you bring me into dust again? Haven't you poured me out like milk and curdled me like cheese? You've clothed me with skin and flesh. You knit me together with bones and sinews. You've granted me life and loving kindness. Your visitation has preserved my spirit. Yet you hid these things in your heart. I know that this is with you. If I sin, then you mark me. You will not acquit me from my iniquity. If I'm wicked, woe to me. If I'm righteous... I still will not lift up my head, being filled with disgrace and conscious of my affliction. If my head is held high, you hunt me like a lion. Again, you show yourself powerful to me. You renew your witnesses against me and increase your indignation on me. Changes and warfare are with me. Why then have you brought me out of the womb? I wish I had given up the spirit and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Aren't my days few? Just stop. Leave me alone that I might find a little comfort before I go where I will not return from. To the land of darkness and of the shadow of death. The land as dark as midnight of the shadow of death without any order where the light is as midnight. Well, then Zophar the Namathite answered. Shouldn't the multitude of words be answered? Should a man full of talk be justified? Should your boastings make men hold their peace? When you mock, will no man make you ashamed? For you say, my doctrine is pure, I'm clean in your eyes. But oh, that God would speak and open his lips against you, that he would show you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom has two sides— Know, therefore, that God exacts of you less than your iniquity deserves. Can you fathom the mystery of God? Or can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They're as high as heaven. What can you do? They're deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. If he passes by or confines or convenes a court, who then can oppose him? For he knows false men, he sees iniquity also, even though he doesn't consider it. An empty-headed man becomes wise when a man is born as a wild donkey's colt. If you set your heart aright, stretch out your hands toward him. If iniquity is in your hand, put it far away. Don't let unrighteousness dwell in your tents. Surely then you'll lift up your face without spot. Yes, you'll be steadfast and will not fear. For you will forget your misery. You'll remember it like waters that have passed away. 
life will be clearer than the noonday. Though there's darkness, it will be as the morning. You'll be secure because there's hope. Yes, you'll search and you'll take your rest in safety. Also, you'll lie down and no one will make you afraid. Yes, many will court your favor. But the eyes of the wicked will fail. They'll have no way to flee. Their hope will be the giving up of the spirit. Then Job answered, No doubt, but you are the people and wisdom will die with you. But I have understanding as well as you. I'm not inferior to you. Yes, who doesn't know such things as these? I'm like the one who is a joke to his neighbors. I, who called on God and he answered, the just, the blameless man is a joke. In the thought of him who is at ease, there's contempt for misfortune. It's ready for them whose foot slips. The tents of robbers prosper. Those who provoke God are secure, who carry their God in their hands. But ask the animals now, they'll teach you. The birds of the sky, and they'll tell you. Or speak to the earth, it'll teach you. The fish of the sea, they'll declare to you. Who doesn't know that in all these things, God's hand has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Doesn't the ear try words even as the palate tastes its food? With aged men is wisdom, in length of days understanding. With God is wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. He breaks down and it can't be built again. He imprisons a man and there can be no release. He withholds the waters and they dry up. He sends them out and they overturn the earth. With him is strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped. He makes judges fools. He loosens the bond of kings. He binds their waist with a belt. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows the mighty. He removes the speech of those who are trusted and takes away the understanding of the elders. He pours contempt on princes and loosens the belt of the strong. He uncovers deep things out of darkness and brings out to light the shadows of death. He increases the nations and he destroys them. He enlarges the nations and he leads them captive. He's taken away understanding from the chiefs of the people of the earth and causes them to wander in a wilderness where there is no way. They grope in the dark without light. He makes them stagger like a drunken man. When you hear Zophar's words, do they sound familiar? Sure, maybe you've heard them from a well-meaning Christian friend, but again, put yourself in his shoes. Have you been that well-meaning Christian friend? See, what if instead of Job's friends spending time trying to figure out why this is all happening to him, and perhaps drawing some wrong or offensive conclusions, what if they had just sat and listened and comforted and encouraged What kind of story would that be? What kind of story can you be a part of with your suffering friend? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.